Welcome to Meet the Actor at the Apple Store Regent Street in London. Please welcome guest moderator Edith Bowman. Hi. Hope you're well. Lovely to see you all. Thank you for being here. There is a lot to ask our, our lovely guest this evening, uh, which who I shall introduce very, very shortly. But in the meantime, let's take a look at the trailer for his new film, The Rewrite. And the award for best original screenplay goes to Keith Michaels for Paradise Miss Plays. It's tragic how much I'm enjoying getting this. I'm a little bit desperate. I can't pay my bills. There is something. You have to hear me out. You thought of me for a teaching job. Teaching is an absurd profession practiced by desperate failures. Keith? If it pays, I'll take it. I don't believe that anything worth knowing can be taught. I intend to do as little as possible while carrying on with this charade. Hello, Flo. Welcome to the screenwriting class. Rosa. Maya. You're a good-looking guy, Dave. Get your own screenwriting class. I'm Holly Carpenter. What do you teach, Holly? I'm a sophomore. No, it's good. It's, it's wonderful going back to school at your... Uh... Height? Yes, exactly. Well, I thought that's what you meant. I just have a question. I would expect no less. If you don't believe writing can be taught, what are we going to be doing in class? <clears throat> so... The truth is that I'm going to be writing a movie about a teacher. Who's going to be in it? I'm not at liberty to discuss that, you know. Matt hasn't committed yet. Matt Damon? Oh, my God. You arrived on campus, became inebriated, insulted members of the faculty. You don't like Jane Austen? I'm just a little bit tired of female empowerment. <laughs> you dismissed your class for a month. And that class bears a suspicious resemblance to a beauty pageant. Not the man. Well, I'm glad you've thought it through. You're trying to fill a spiritual vacancy with alcohol and young women? Yes. <laughs> That's what you hope for, isn't it? Find some smart, funny woman full of fire and honesty. I found myself missing you. It's quite possible that if I'd stayed away a few more hours, I'd have just completely got over that. But uh, now we'll never know. Stay out of trouble. Yeah, 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 we will do. And just one other thing. Yeah, tell them if Matt wants a meeting, he's going to have to come here. Matt? Who is Matt? Because, you know, there's always Ryan. Gosling or Reynolds? Please give a huge round of applause and warm welcome to Hugh Grant. Welcome, sir. Thank you for being here. No, lovely to be here. We have a huge audience for you tonight. Who I'm going to get to their questions very, very shortly, if that's all right. But I'm going to start, if that's okay. I want to know what it is that you look for in a in a project that makes you sign on that line. What what is it you're looking for? Well, it's it's increasingly difficult these days to make me sign on for anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I've got so sidetracked in life with uh, politics and things like that. But um, in the case of this film, th this is a man, uh, Mark Lawrence, who wrote and directed it, who I've made lots of films with before uh, and who I trust. Uh, and, you know, this particular script, I thought was the best thing he'd ever, uh, ever written. It was funny and it was, uh, had romance, but it was also more than, it's more than a romantic comedy. It was kind of moving. It's about redemption. And um, I, I thought I might be good in it. <laughs> And with regards to a relationship that you've kind of, you know, been there before, you know, you, there is a relationship between you two. Does that make it uh, more encompassing and that you can have more involvement 
And do you like to have more involvement rather than just being, you know, the star of the film? Is that important for you? Yeah, I'm no good at just turning up and saying the lines. Okay. I'm pretty much Barbara Streisand when it comes to interfering <laughs> in every aspect of, of of the making of the film. You know, I'm I bitch about the script, I bitch about the casting, I bitch about the crew, uh, I worry about the editing, I worry about the marketing. Um, and You're that, annoying, that, that basically. I'm annoying, <laughs> but it makes me happy. Yeah. You, mis uh, you mentioned casting, and, and the casting in this film is, is brilliant. And I agree. It's, 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 um, it's quite indie as well in terms of those names that you have in there as well that you see popping up in, in kind of, you know, it's not a big kind of blockbuster sort of set of characters, although they're, they're big names. And that gives a real a, a authenticity, I think, to the film as well. Would you agree? Well, they are, those are brilliant actors. Yeah, of course. Of uh, course. And it was, I think it was a, a, a testament to the quality of the script that you get Alice and Janney and... Yeah. Uh, you know, all these people, Chris Elliott to, to, to J.K. Simmons to sign up for film, a film like this. Yeah. And what, what, what was the experience like for you? Was there much? Because I wanted to ask about improvisation and whether that was something that was, was done on set or was encouraged or that you enjoy? Well, I do like to do a bit of that. I mean, it was a very funny script anyway, but uh, it's quite nice to do a few takes that are as written and then to just mess around a bit. And sometimes that works well, and sometimes it's just embarrassing. <laughs> but if you if you trust the people you're working with, I mean, it's the biggest trust you can give, really, to dare to be unfunny and embarrassing, and no one's going to mind too much. And mm. I, I know these people very well. Yeah. Um, well, we've got some clips that we want to we want to show and talk about. And one of them, the first one is is uh, is with your first meeting, your Keith's first meeting with uh, with Marissa's character Holly. Let's take a look at this. Mr. Michaels, Mr. Michaels. I'm glad I caught you before the faculty reception. I'm Holly Carpenter. Uh, hello, hello. And uh, what do you teach, Holly? Te no, <laughs> I don't teach. I learn. I'm a sophomore. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, you are? Oh, that's great. No, that's good. It's, it's wonderful going back to school at your... Uh... Height? Yes, exactly. Well, I thought that's what you meant. It was. It was. We're very simpatico. Uh, Holly, listen, I'm a little late for this thing. Am I going the right way to the uh, Sasquahana Lounge? Uh, yes, straight ahead. OK, great. I'm actually a psych major, and um, uh -huh. we have a lit requirement. And I've written short stories, and I've written poems. I love writing. I have an idea for a screenplay. I know the class submission deadline was yesterday. But I stayed up last night and wrote this, and I hope that you would still consider me. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, I've got to tell you, I love Paradise Misplaced. I still watch it with my girls. Oh, your girls. Are you a lesbian? Uh, oh, I wish. No, my daughters. Of course, of course. <laughs> I like the way she says "I wish" as well at the, at yeah, the end. Yeah. But th th that's a good example of feeling like a natural, a natural conversation, which is testament to the script, but also the chemistry between between you guys. What was Marissa like to work with? Well, she is a great genius. I mean, <laughs> I, I found it intimidating to be acting with her because she's an Oscar winner and she's very, very highly regarded. You know, she's. Uh, a proper New York method actress. Really? Uh, yeah, she does all that kind of... I mean, she was getting deep into character nine months before we started shooting. She was, you know, th that far out, she was leaving an hour and a half messages about her character on Mark Lawrence's telephone every day. The tape used to run out. <laughs> so it's, um, it's thoroughness bordering on psychosis. But the result... Wow. The result's brilliant. She, um, I mean... She just sparks onto the screen there, and that kind of spark stays throughout the 
throughout the film. There's something quite kind of magical about her as an actress, I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's right. And sort of vulnerable. She's very likeable on screen. Did you do much improvisation with her in those scenes with, with Marissa? Or was um, it well, there was some in rehearsal, I think, but not so much on the set. Uh, that scene we had to reshoot about 17 times because weather is a theme in this film. <laughs> uh, I c my character comes from L.A. and he's horrified by how grey this awful place in upstate New York is. And, of course, the sun shone for our entire shoot. <laughs> <laughs> So we kept trying to shoot it in shady corners <laughs> and it never worked. And finally we got that, that grey day. Um, we got another clip, which is, is a, another first meeting with another female character in, in the, the film, which we'll talk about after this. Movies? <laughs> We're talking about literature. And while you may not think much of the women writers of that period, Austin, Wolfe and the Bronte sisters were artists who represented the female empowerment of their age. Oh, well, forgive me, but I'm just a little bit tired of female empowerment. <laughs> Whoa. Battle stations. Dr. Lerner, yeah, you must have an opinion on this. <laughs> I have a wife and four daughters. I have no opinions. What exactly is your opinion, Mr. Michaels? Another glass? Well, thank you so much. That's, that's nice. Just honestly, everything seems to be about female empowerment nowadays. You know, any meeting I go to in Hollywood, someone says, you know what we need? A kick-ass girl. That'll be a great twist. Except every movie has a kick-ass girl. You know, some martial arts, CGI, slow-motion woman who kicks the crap out of every man in her path. Uh, can I tell you what would be truly innovative? A movie without a kick-ass girl. Or better yet, a movie where a woman gets her ass kicked. <laughs> Um, I um, I wanted to ask about the whole because it's it's kind of real in terms of you know screenwriters I imagine have s experiences that are kind of similar to this in terms of there's you know the film opens with your character selling his ideas to to various people um, did you have a bit of fun with that with the script in terms of picking or, or trying to emphasize certain things that you wanted to play with that were very close to reality maybe well, it's true. Uh, my, my character at the beginning of the film is a is a failed screenwriter. You know, he was he once won an Oscar and now he can't get any job at all. And he it opens with this tragic scene of him pitching an idea to studio after studio, and they hate it. And um, yeah, I, you know that it, it Hollywood is a cruel world, and um, it's it's quite good to to mock it. I mean, the trouble with satirizing Hollywood is it requires no satire at all. It, you know, it is. <laughs> The real things for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we've got our final clip here, which is, is another one with um, uh, with you and Alison, which we'll, we'll run and talk about after. It could be said that we got off to a poor start at the wine and cheese event. We did? Uh, I did, I did. Bit too much wine, not, not quite enough cheese, which is why I brought these few small peace offerings. Uh, these are DVDs of every Jane Austen novel, including my favourite, Clueless, with Alicia Silverstone. What is Clueless? Oh, I think you'll like it. It's based on Emma, a big hit spun off into a mildly successful series. Also, a gift certificate from Amazon covering all the following items. My personal favourite is the What Would Jane Do tote bag. Ah. Mr. Michaels. Thank you. This is the finest public university in the Northeast. Yes, I understand. We expect a degree of professionalism even from a non-professional. Yes, of course. Which means that you behave at faculty events. You read the material that has been submitted to you. You do not dismiss your class for a month. Oh. Yes, I heard about that. 
But I want to be fair and act without pride or prejudice, if you'll forgive the reference. No, no, I very much enjoyed it. It was good. I'm going to ask, first of all, have you seen Clueless? I love Clueless, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Well, was it just faked in the film that you actually do like Clueless? I'm glad. I think that makes a lot of people happy that you're a fan of Clueless. Oh, uh, massive. It actually <laughs> uh, it came out at the same time as Four Weddings and a Funeral. I remember everywhere I went, there was Alicia Silverstone doing the same interviews. We were on the same circuit. Yeah. <laughs> Old pals Old from pals. back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just kind of focusing on the females in the film because, you know, they're amazing. And you've had an amazing selection of female actresses that you've you've kind of worked with over the years sort of thing. Um, that that relationship, that chemistry is, is so important and it's something that can't be, you know, I think people can tell on screen when it, when it doesn't work. It's, I mean, w what's it like on that first day when you, or that first meeting with that, you know, that, with that co-star? Is it a bit like a first date? Is it a bit kind of uncomfortable and kind of, you know, imagine there's some that you know in advance, but then there, there has to be that first meeting with your potential co-star or that woman that you're going to spend the next X amount of weeks with acting opposite each other. Yeah, well, the thing is, what I've learned is that how you get on offset has absolutely no bearing on how the chemistry comes over in the final film. Uh, very often it's the opposite of what you'd think. You think, oh, I'm getting on so well with this person and then it looks a bit dead on screen, and sometimes you hate each other, and it, and <laughs> it looks actually quite sexy. Wow. I think uh, hate comes over as <laughs> sex sometimes. It's that spark, isn't yes, it? That yes, That chemistry. Yeah. We've got this huge audience here, so we, I'm sure we've got lots of questions, so if you have some questions for you, we do, hands are straight up already. We'll start over on this side then. We'll start at the front, and then we'll head back to the lady there. Hi. Um, is there any genres that you haven't done that you'd like to do in, in the future? Genres of films? Uh, well, I've never done a surf movie, and I would quite like to do that. Yeah. Can you surf? No, but it would be a nice <laughs> opportunity to learn, I think. Yeah. Is that a thing with acting, where you almost kind of get to learn new, new skills as you're going along? Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, I learned to play the piano in a film. I had to dance in another one. Um, I had to drive a dog sled once, <laughs> uh, which, in oh. fact, I, I lost control of the dogs <laughs> and was driven quite a few miles out onto the sea ice in northern Canada. It was a very frightening experience. I don't really like to talk about it. It makes <laughs> me cry. Uh, lady behind, please, if we can get the microphone to her. That'd be great. Thanks. Hi, I wanted to ask you about the dance scene in Love Actually. Was that <laughs> choreographed or did you improvise that in the Prime Minister's Oh, yes. House? No, I improvise. I'm afraid that's me doing my best <laughs> dancing. I did dread the scene, but I had a feeling that it might come over as amusing because uh, all my life up till then when I danced in nightclubs, people laughed. <laughs> I have had women come up to me and say, are you joking? <laughs> to which the answer was no. That's, this is my best work. I think you won her over. Um, microphone behind. If you just want to pass it behind, that'd be great. Thanks. Hi. Um, if you were to teach something at a university, would it be acting, dancing, or something else entirely? Teacher, what would you teach? Oh. Well, um, I don't know. I don't know anything. I have nothing to teach. I did once get... Um, dragged into doing a, a, an acting class, some acting school here in London, 
and I really dreaded it. But actually, I quite liked it. It was a bit of a power trip. Uh, I liked all those eager faces. Uh, it made me feel manly. What tips did you give them? <laughs> Have you got um, memorable teachers that you, you can remember that, that, I don't know, were... You know, because I've heard you say that, you know, this wasn't really what you were dis or, or intending to do, the world of acting. But so I imagine you don't have an acting coach or teacher or someone who inspired you in that field. It's, it must be something, is it something completely different that you have a teacher that... No, I, I, I had some very good teachers at school, but uh, uh, I don't know how to answer your question. I, uh, yeah, I've, I wasn't... I wasn't one of those people who thought, I've, I must go into acting. If I don't act, I'll die. I just fell into it as an accident after I left university. And I thought, I'll do it for a year, earn some money. And then one year turned into 30. What do you think you would have done, though, if you had only done it for that year? Well, I was destined to go and do another degree, a different degree, this time in history of art, uh, to the Courtauld here in London. So I suppose I'd be poncing around selling <laughs> art in some uh, Christie's or something. <laughs> by that. Okay, next question. Where are we going to go over here to this gentleman here? Yeah. I was just wondering if you could talk a bit about working with the Wachowskis and Tom Tickver on Cloud Atlas, because that just seemed like such a different choice for you. And I loved it, by the way. I thought it was amazing. Oh, well, I love you for loving it. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> You've made my day. Okay. <laughs> I agree with you. I think it's a really good film, and... I was just very surprised when this offer came through on an email and I wondered if they were in some way taking a piss. So I, I went to see them and they weren't. They, they, they genuinely thought I would be interesting in those parts. So I thought, well, if the Wachowskis think I'd be good as a flesh-eating cannibal, I guess I will be. Uh, and so I, I did it. And it was only really when I was in that full makeup with, you know, pieces of people's jawbones hanging around my neck, a necklace, and standing on a hilltop in Germany that I suddenly realized I haven't got the faintest idea how to play a cannibal. I was really quite stuck. I kept saying, give me a witty line and I'll be better. But uh, Anyway, it was, it was fascinating to do, although I'm not sure I could do uh, that much makeup again. Really, it was just days and weeks sitting in makeup, having bits of plastic stuck to my face. Um, just kind of going on from that in terms of working with different people, Wachowskis and, and Guy Ritchie, who you work with from yeah. the man from Monco. Uh, another completely, I imagine, a very different experience. And working with different directors must be quite a unique experience from each one to each one. Yes, yes. Well, the Wachowskis are very, very hands-on. You know, uh, it's uh, they they really want to uh, you know there's, there's one Wachowski will come up and say hey man just just more like a leopard you got to really be like be a cat you really want that flesh uh, and, and the other one comes up and says well actually I it would be great if you kind of stood over there and maybe looked at the camera but anyway it's a lot of attention and um, Guy Ritchie uh, plays the guitar and uh, or, or chess while you're acting. Uh, it seems very, very laid back, but uh, clearly has knows what he's doing, has great control, and it's all very, ultimately very stylish. But he couldn't be more calm. Uh. What do you prefer? 
Well, I'm very flexible and easy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that experience of with the Buchowski thing of being, you know, of, uh, I guess kind of stepping outside a, a, a comfort zone and try, uh, you know, and doing something completely different? Did you like that challenge, or was it quite terrifying? Well, I, I, I was a little uncomfortable as the cannibal, but uh, some of the other parts I played in that film, I really enjoyed. I was that old man who was Jim Broadbent's older brother. I I, enjoy, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah. It's um. Do you strive for that? When you do agree to do something, do you like something that will... Well, the thing is, most actors pick their roles according to how different they are and challenging and stretching, and that's probably a very good thing to do. I, I've I, I only do that a little bit. Really, my, my number one criteria is, will this make an, an entertaining piece of entertainment? I, th I think, you know... Sometimes you lose sight, people lose sight that that's what we're meant to do, is to entertain, rather than to just say, oh, I'm a, what a marvellous actor I am. It's less about yourself and more about the audience then. Well, I don't know, I just can't quite justify the whole process unless people are going to quite like it. Uh, and they, they don't always, but that, that is my aim. Amazing, yeah. that's really fascinating. Next question, please. Oh, right in the middle. Two ladies here. Let's start at the front and we'll work backwards. Thank you. Um, hi. Um, I wanted to ask you if you're a, are you a big fan of anything? Anything? <laughs> yeah. Of Any are you someone? a big fan of anything? <laughs> of Could that? I, I mean, are we talking food? Are we talking arts? Or you're what? a fan of hobbies? Uh, are, we hobbies? are we talking hobbies? Or we yeah. <laughs> hobbies, Hugh. Do you have any hobbies? <laughs> my my latest hobby is motor racing. I've um, I don't know why I've started uh, racing. Silly cars. Uh, Watching or actually no, doing? No, actually doing it. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what, I don't seem to be any good. I've come, I've had done three races and I've come last, second last and last. So <laughs> but I may get better. And I like the suit. <laughs> what was the, the kind of catalyst for that? Just try it or was there anything in particular? It was a midlife crisis <laughs> in which I, I bought a, a, a silly sports car and then I... Uh, started taking lessons and the next thing I knew I was had a helmet on my head and was coming second last. <laughs> <laughs> Could you pass the microphone behind you to the young lady please? Thanks. Um, actually I've got two questions if that's not too much. That's okay. Yeah. The first question is have you ever imagined yourself being an actor like like you are now when you were a child? And the second one is, we actually studied your film at university because I did a film studies uh, course in Manchester. So what does it feel like to actually be studied by like university students or the students around the world? <laughs> Thank you. What was the first question again? The first question, keep going round. The first question uh, was, um, God, I forgot now. Um, it's on, it's fine with you. you. Did did you, did you ever imagine, dream, imagine yeah, when dream you were a child of being, being an, an actor? actor. Yeah. Uh, well, n not really. I did, uh, I mean, I did school plays and I thought I was pretty good, but always in female roles. Really? Uh, pretty much, yeah, because well, it was an all boys school <laughs> and the man in charge of the drama department found me very attractive <laughs> and he liked to put me in little white Frocks. dresses and things, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, that, yeah, and then uh, the second question, what's it like to be studied? I, I'm absolutely, I mean, I'd love to find out what you could possibly study, uh, you know, in any of these films, really. There's, uh, well, 
you've been in, but yeah, you, you say that quite modestly, but you have been in, especially in terms of you know, British films that have done incredibly well around the world, whether it be, you know, Four Weddings or uh, Notting Hill or Love Actually and stuff. They're, they're the films that people in generations still watch and still enjoy. So there is something there to be talked about and to be looked at. But I guess you Well, don't I do think it. an interesting theme is whether uh, mass entertainment, uh, commercial films, are necessarily inferior to arty-farty prize, you know, festival prize-winning films. Because very often people think that's the case, but I'm not sure. I, uh, my experience has been that uh, th obviously there can be good and bad in both types, but people underestimate how much uh, talent and expertise goes into making popular entertainment sometimes. It's, it's not, all I'm saying is it's not automatically tat. What, what do you have any I inclination or thought about why those films are, you know, they still, they're still loved. You can still, people still enjoy them. People are still being introduced to them and enjoying them as much as the first time that they saw them. I, d I don't know the right answer to that, except that in the case of Richard Curtis's romantic comedies, I always say that he had uh, two, it was a, uh, an alignment of two qualities that I think is quite potent. Uh, one of them was that he write, does write, he's funny, you know, his stuff is funny. And the other is that w the when, it, when he talks about love, he really means it. Richard Curtis is a man who's suffered in the horns of love many, many times in his life for some reason. And uh, so all that stuff's real. It's not just sort of made up to please an audience. Okay, next question. There we go, lady, lady there with the red top on. In music and lyrics, did you, um, did you have any singing or dancing lessons before that, or were you just naturally amazing? I mean, I personally loved it. Uh, uh, well, I love you for loving that. <laughs> uh, but I, they did, they did have a, a choreographer. Who was Britney Spears's choreographer? Wow! And I was in pre-production, encouraged to go and do sessions with him <laughs> in a big, expensive rehearsal room in somewhere in downtown New York. And um, we chatted for a bit, and then he said, "Well, I tell you what, we're going to do. I'm going to play the music and just express yourself the way you would to the music." <laughs> so he'd press the button, play, and I just stand there and <laughs> stare at him for three minutes, and he'd say, well, that didn't quite work, did it? <laughs> and we, w we had many of these sessions. And I said, I don't, I'm sorry, I just can't. I'm too embarrassed, I'm too English. And <laughs> in the end, I just improvised it with the help of um, my makeup artist who brought me whiskey in a 7-Up bottle <laughs> and tranquilizers. <laughs> and uh, they, they were, it was a perfect little combination. <laughs> and then I just went, you know, just went for it. <laughs> Don't try that at home. Just going to put that there. Lady kind of behind the pillar there. She's desperate to ask a question. So let's get her a microphone. Hello. 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 Hi, Mr. Grant. I was wondering, out of all the films you've done, which one is your favorite and why? Out of all your films, do you have a favorite and why? Uh, I don't really have a favorite, but I'm always quite proud of About a Boy. Yeah. For any particular reason? Well, uh, I suppose because it's uh, 
could be regarded as quite hip. And uh, it's not normally a, an arty adjective. Arty-farty. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know that it is arty-farty. No. It was actually quite commercially successful. But it was just quite hip. It was shot in a very stylish way. And uh, I think we managed to keep all sweetness out of it, or saccharine sweetness. And um, so... And and that and it still ended up as quite I think quite moving film, mm. so I'm quite proud of that. With a great soundtrack too. Yes, so that was part of what made it quite hip was the badly drawn boy soundtrack. Do you still see Nicholas at all? Do you still keep in touch? I bumped into him at a motor race. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you weren't racing against him, were you? We were actually watching. <laughs> okay. I was I, I was meant to be racing. This was at the uh, Formula One race in Montreal last year, and uh, I was petrified. I was supposed to be doing one of the warm up races. And luckily it rained and they banned me because I'd never <laughs> raced in the rain before. <laughs> but anyway, he was there because he's a big car fanatic. Uh, in fact, when we made About a Boy, he was the one that was bullying me into buying <laughs> sillier and sillier cars. <laughs> Do you feel a sense of kind of pride in terms of you know how he's doing career-wise? Yes, it, it was all down to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Working father. Okay, who else question? There's a gentleman, there's two actually over there, just by the pillar. And if we have any more in the front area, let me know. We've got a lady over there, and we've got one there. Okay. Uh, hi, Hugh. Uh, thanks for coming to the f event here today. Yeah. Um, I just want to, re related to what you were talking about before and your, um, your love for politics and your love for film, um, where do you see yourself going in the future? Uh, do you see yourself, do you, do, you, do you entertain perhaps a member of parliament position or um, that sort of thing? I have quite enjoyed my excursion. <laughs> accidental excursion into politics is true just because it's something different and uh, well the word everyone uses nowadays is challenging it has been challenging and, and quite frightening but um, I couldn't I couldn't do it permanently I don't think I don't believe in enough I see both sides of almost every political question <laughs> and I think that would that, that would make for a hopeless kind of MP and then I think there's a lady kind of next to you who has a question as well, if you could get... Oh, uh, yeah. I love the mu movie, music, and lyrics, and I love to sing the song Way Back Into Love. And uh, I noticed a few similarities between um, the rewrites and music and lyrics, mainly the main character. He was big in, in the past, and now he's, like, sort of down in his luck. Um, did you notice any similarities at first? And um, did he try to play the character differently? Oh, yeah, and what's your favorite movie? Two questions. Well, it's true. They're both... Music lyrics and this one are about people whose career graph has dipped significantly. Uh, I, uh, I can't really explain that. Maybe uh, Mark Lawrence, who wrote them both, was you know, looking for something that a man of my age could play. Uh, and which The thing is, if you're, if you're a failure, a charming failure, uh, it's quite, it's, I think it's supposed to be quite endearing. And then you can always come up again, and that makes for a nice, happy ending. Uh, but you're, prob you're probably right. There is, there is a significant similarity between the two. Uh, but my favorite film of all time ever that anyone's ever made? Yeah. Or one of? Wow. <laughs> Goodfellas? Good choice. Yeah, yeah. Good choice. There's a lady over here. There she is, middle row, right on the end. Hello. Hello. Um, is there any film, uh, sorry, any role that you will never done? And um, have you ever regret doing something, some play? 
Any type of role you'd never do in a movie? No, I, uh, <laughs> if the money's right, <laughs> uh, I'll do it. Yeah. And then the second part, is there any role you, you, regret? you regret? Any mo any ones any I regret? Yeah. Well, there are. Which ones? But I can't, you know. He's not going to well, name if I names. Ever, if I ever say, you know, I get sad emails from the mm. people who ma I made them with. So, But yes, no, I've made some stinkers. <laughs> Um, and then there was someone else. Where were they? No, they've gone. There, here we are. I knew there was one over there somewhere. Hi, Hugh. Um, myself and my wife, we absolutely adore you. And we always have. We always will. You're fantastic. So just wanted to say that. Thank you. Get that out of the way. Um, some of your best roles would be when you've been um, like, like a bumbling, charming, slightly goofy chap. Um, how much of that would you say that you relate to and you feel is actually you in a nice way? I don't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> well, actually, not much. Uh, Richard Curtis, in particular, always laughed that people thought after Four Weddings and Notting Hill that I, Hugh, was this nice, dithering Englishman when he knew that actually I was quite a nasty piece of work. <laughs> so... No, it's not me. All, all I'll say is that uh, I used to be so nervous in front of the camera that I could get a bit bumbly just because of that. But uh, in real life, I, d I don't detect any bumble in myself. Do you still get nervous? Yep, very nervous, especially on day one. It's, it's hideous. In fact, they very often have to throw away everything they shoot on day one because I can barely move and I... I sweat so violently it comes through my costume. <laughs> what is it you are nervous about, do you think? Well, I'm actually nervous about being nervous because the one thing, cruelly, that you really need for film acting, even more than any acting ability, is just to be calm. A camera loves it if you're calm. Um, that's why you can point a camera at an animal in a film and it'll come over really quite well because animals on the whole are quite calm. Um, but... If you're tense, the camera hates it, and and so I get tense in case I'm going to get tense, and then I then I get tense. Yeah. Um, with with this film, the rewrite for you, what's what's the 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 thing, the memory of the the filmmaking process that you that springs to mind? What's the most memorable thing about this making this film for you? I liked, I really liked, especially. I mean, I loved doing the scenes with Marissa and all and and and, and Alison and everything, but I really loved the scenes with the kids because they were so keen and charming, and um, I had a laugh with them. It was the first time I've really uh, acted with that generation, and they were just really cool and really good, unbelievably good. Mm. So I, I, liked, I liked those scenes. And, and in this scene, I mean, you, because your character has this thing where he's, you know, everybody remembers th that film that he, he won the award yeah, for and stuff. Yeah. You must get a bit of that in real life as well, where you get people quoting your lines from various films at you. Do you still? Uh, well, yes, <laughs> I, I get people singing Pop Goes My Heart at me, <laughs> and every time I do an interview for a film, the, the journalist always says, I'm from Horse and Hound. And uh, really? But I always manage to laugh as I've never heard it before, because <laughs> oh. I'm so you. polite. Yeah. What a polite gentleman. Yeah. Thank you so much to everyone for coming tonight, yes. um, and please thank you for his time as no, well this evening. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh -huh.
Go and see your Rui at cinemas. Thank you.